If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. You do not have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. We are not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Welcome to Sup Witches. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. Thank you for joining me on this lovely night or day, wherever you are. I'm currently recording. It's Friday night, so I'll probably release this on Saturday. I hope everyone has had a great week and an even better weekend. This week really flew by for me. Um, I think because I had so much anxiety leading up to Thursday. If anyone listened to my last episode, you know I got an IUD. And I actually had someone inbox me. So thank you so much for your messages and comments asking me if I would recommend the IUD. The one I got was the Copper Paraguard because I specifically liked that one, particularly because there was no hormones. And I know there's a lot of controversy around birth control and hormones, but I believe after reading several works and literatures and review research that has been done on hormonal birth control contraceptives, I personally choose the other way. And for me, Paragard was a really great option recently because my insurance changed and it was fully covered. So I figured, fuck it. I will say though, one caveat, I've had it for two days, so I can't recommend it. And I'm not a medical doctor, but it was very invasive. And the procedure itself, for me, I was there for an hour with all the paperwork and everything consents, but the actual procedure and plantation of the device took maybe 15 minutes from start to finish was very intrusive especially if anyone has a sexual abuse history if you do have trauma related to your sexual organs I would just do your research and go in knowing that and proceed with caution but so far I feel okay I was expecting to feel very sick yesterday And I kind of just feel like, ladies, when you know you're about to get your period in and it's day one or two of your period and you just have bloating and cramping and back aches and you just kind of feel a little sluggish, it's kind of how I've been feeling, but I've been pushing through it. So that happened and after that, the week kind of flew by. I've been taking the last two days to myself to recharge and relax, and I will have a great weekend, and I hope everyone also has a great weekend. Last episode, uh, I got a lot of listens so far, and it hasn't even been out for 24 hours, so I thank you all so much, and if I remember at the end of this episode, I'm going to release some exciting news, but I did say that last podcast, and I did forget, so I do apologize. Please bear with me. I had a traumatic brain injury. What was it? Five years ago? Four years ago now? I can't believe it's 2021. But my memory is like 95% better. So thank you for bearing with me. Anyway, I'm going to take a deep breath. Because sometimes I get ahead of myself. But I just finished doing some yoga. And if any of y'all like at-home yoga, I would highly recommend Yoga with Cassandra. 
Her YouTube channel is my absolute favorite. She has the best yin and vinyasa yoga practices, in my personal opinion. So go check her out. But I was just doing yoga and I got this inspiration to touch on body image randomly. And I think self-esteem is something I've been wanting to talk about in the last few months, especially with the way my body has been shifting and changing and transitioning, right? And I've been listening to The Greatest Secret, the newest release by Rhonda Byrne, Byron, whatever you, <laughs> however you pronounce her last name. And they said that the physical body is pain and identifying with your physical three-dimensional mortal body is painful. It's suffering. But identifying with the soul body is everlasting, infinite joy and peace. And that really struck with me because as a 26-year-old woman, I don't know how many you ladies can relate, but in your early 20s, okay, fun, drinking, sexy, maybe a lot of sex, getting to know yourself, exploring, whatever. It's all good. Then you hit around like 23, 24. And I know for me personally, I started to feel very, very old. Even at 22, I remember dreading it because society has this ageism and these expectations that you have to stay young and fuckable forever as a woman. And the second your hair starts to gray, the second you get cellulite and your boobs start to sag, the second you get a wrinkle, like you're not sexy. And if you're not sexy as a woman, then you're not worthy or valuable to men, essentially, is kind of how I've been conditioned and how society tends to program us. So I really wanted to talk today about that and share my experience, especially as someone that I did struggle with an eating disorder for a very long time. And this summer I discovered keto. And as someone that lives a vegan, vegetarian, kind of a hybrid lifestyle, it was pretty difficult. But once I got into the swing of things, I actually found that I felt great, not only physically, because there were days on keto I did not feel physically great whatsoever, but I felt great emotionally and I was more confident than I'd been in a very long time because before this summer I was in a relationship as many of you know almost two years and in that relationship I gained a lot of weight I don't blame my boyfriend at the time whatsoever but we went out to eat almost like every night guys literally like three to six days a week we would go out to eat and we would get candy bars. My favorite was the Hershey's cookies and cream and the milk Oreo, the best candy ever that I discovered in Romania. But we would eat a lot. We would fucking feast. And it was fun at the time, but looking back at pictures of myself, I'm like, wow, like I don't even recognize myself. And it wasn't a good feeling. And so this summer, when we broke up in February, um, I kind of tried to reinvent myself and rediscover myself. And I remember getting this one message. I had posted a selfie. It was July or August. And someone said, wow, you've really like leveled up. You've gone through a transformation. And he said I had a glow up. And this really stuck with me because during that relationship, I felt so ugly 
and disgusting. And that led to me for a portion of the time, not wanting to be intimate with my partner, not wanting him to touch me because of how nasty I felt. I felt disgusting. So when I discovered keto and I lost all this weight and I got these long blonde hair extensions and I just felt the sexiest I've felt in a very long time. And I don't know if this could apply to any of you if you've been on keto or just any diet. I remember learning in my eating disorder treatment center that the first three letters of the word diet are die because diets are really not sustainable. And I can only speak to my personal experience, but I do have a lot of education in nutrition and just from personal experience and working with dietitians and having an associates in dietary science, I have a little bit of a background. So we know that diets really are not sustainable for the long term, especially depending on what kind of diet it is, if it's a low carb, low sugar type of diet like keto, because for me after maybe a couple months even, I just really started to crave sugar and it wasn't like I was craving craving nerds ropes or buttery popcorn although at times I was I was really craving like fruit I love fruit so much more than anything (laughs) fruit is amazing and I've transitioned from keto into I'm trying out this thing where I just try to eat foods that are natural that are grown from the earth this could also be known as the whole foods plant-based diet And I have kind of dived and explored in paleo and the Whole30 and everything like that. And perhaps one day I will return to that type of lifestyle. Perhaps one day I will return to keto. But for right now, I've really just been trying to give my body what it needs. Because when we starve ourselves or when we deprive our bodies from specific nutrients, such as fats or carbs... It's kind of a pick your poison type of thing because in that moment you're saying no and you might be losing weight and you might be feeling great and looking good, but your body can tend to backfire really because it will want to make up for that. And if you're craving something and you deprive your body, you don't give it what it's craving, what it's asking you for, it can kind of backfire and rebel on you and then you will overcompensate and binge eat or make up for it in other destructive ways. Now, every diet is individualized to every person because every person's body and needs are different. But for me, I've been on every single diet there is possible, y'all. Like, growing up, I was never a petite girl and I mentioned this in the last podcast. I'm five foot eight. My license says 5'7", but I think I've grown since then, so I'm 5'8". I have kind of a Serena Williams type of body. I'm definitely not as muscular or athletic or strong as her by any means, but I am fucking thick. And I wouldn't say that I'm obese. Would I say I'm overweight? Yes, since I stopped keto. And... It's really been hard for me to not get down on myself. And perhaps you can relate where you base your worth or how your day is going to go based on the number on the scale. Perhaps if you're having a good hair day, if your skin is clear and all these external gratifications. So often, especially as women, we can really rely on outer validation, people, likes, the way we look 
to how we feel internally. And this is extremely harmful because I'm 26. I look completely different than I did three years ago when I was 23. And at 23, I looked completely different from when I was 20. And I can imagine in four years when I'm 30 years old, my body will continue to change and I will look completely different than I do now. So growing up, I always had these insecurities because I felt bigger than everyone else. It really wasn't until like high school that I started sprouting vertically. But, you know, I had some fat rolls and I remember my mom telling me, oh, it's baby fat, it'll go away. It never went away. And when I was 13 years old, I started self-induced vomiting. I started down the road of bulimia and over-exercising and hiding food and being secretive about my stashes of food and just feeling so much shame around my body. And food kind of became this reward but also a punishment it became a way to punish myself because I felt so gross and I felt like I was taking up too much space and I think this is part of the reason why I'm so insecure about my height is because as a female in America we've been taught to think the more space we take up the less value we hold and as women we're encouraged to stay small and submissive and passive and docile and look pretty and if we fall outside those norms then we're taught to feel bad about ourselves or we're taught that something's wrong with us so when I was 13 I discovered bulimia and it was a way for me to self-harm and I've also struggled with acne and even as a 26 year old adult I still struggle with breakouts and it's it's been rough because as humans we are so much in the physical mind we are so much in the out there what's out there how things look how we appear to the outside world we're taught to care what other people think about us and I'm definitely improving my self-worth has exponentially increased But I still have a lot of work to do because I'm from Long Island. It is humid as fuck here. And I find myself freaking the fuck out having semi-panic attacks when it's really humid. It's always like 90% humidity here. But when it's really humid, I find myself having an anxiety attack because I'm like, oh no, my hair is going to frizz. My hair is going to be a poofball. I'm going to look ugly. And sometimes, even a few days ago, I went to the gym with my boyfriend and my girlfriend. And I remember texting my friend. I'm like, I feel so fucking ugly. And I remember saying to Nick, I was like, I don't even want to leave the house because I feel hideous. And if you are just a human being listening to this, I'd say 99% of us are dissatisfied with the way we look. So I'm sure you can relate those days where you just looked in the mirror and you just sighed and your heart just broke because you felt so disappointed in what was reflected back out at you. And for me, the days where I look in the mirror and I smile and I have that gleam in my eye, it's been few and far between. And growing up, it's kind of sad because I remember saying my entire life, if only my outside matched my insides. If only people looked like how they were inside, I would be fucking beautiful. And that doesn't 
come from a narcissistic place thinking that I'm this amazing, incredible person. But sometimes I do wish that outer beauty and what is considered hot was based on how big a person's heart is. Because there's nothing wrong with being beautiful. That's a gift. That is something to be grateful for. That's something to appreciate. But as someone that never had the looks given to them, I was never blessed with Megan Fox's appearance, right? It's kind of forced me to do a lot of internal work and work on my personality because I've never had things handed to me based on my looks. I've never been told how gorgeous I was, unless of course it's by my boyfriend, but growing up I was really made fun of all the time for my appearance. Now, <laughs> if any of you don't know what I look like, I I would say I'm average, honestly, but growing up I used to get made fun of because my skin was always oily and people would call me shiny because my forehead was shiny and I was made fun of for my acne and I was made fun of for my teeth and my birthmark on my ear, which I ended up getting removed. And I was made fun of for so many things, for being tall, for being bigger. People used to moo at me in the hallway and throw cans at my head. So it's always been something that hasn't come very easily to me. And especially if we are treated like this or bullied or made fun of for the way we look, it could be really difficult to develop that unconditional love within ourselves. Because so often the way people have treated us was based on external conditions. So I just wanted to share that because I know a lot of people are the under the idea that many people our age, especially if you're a millennial, are narcissistic, which is kind of true. It's become the error of me, not we. It's become, look at me, how many likes can I get? How can I draw attention to myself? And especially on platforms such as Snapchat, social media, like Instagram, it's kind of really sad because it's like the more skin you show, the more you are noticed. And this isn't necessarily to say it's a bad thing. I'm not God. I can't judge what is right or wrong. But I remember saying to my boyfriend the other day, it's really, really frustrating because on Instagram, when I post a picture of myself, a selfie, especially a sexy selfie or one of my body, I blow up with likes. But then when I share something more intimate, like a picture of my boyfriend and I, or a piece of poetry I wrote, or something I'm proud of and have accomplished, a quote even, it gets like five, ten likes. And it's kind of pathetic because it's not like they're not the same, right? Everything that comes from you has value. But our society has shaped us to believe that certain things are worth more than others. And I remember shaking my head and saying, I feel like the only way to get noticed is to be a certain kind of way. And I've never been the kind of girl that flaunts my shit. I've never been the type of person that thinks I'm the shit. But even saying that is kind of judging those people that do go that route because I believe that we all are dealing with insecurities and even the most perfect girl... Angelina Jolie there's always going to be someone that she thinks is better than her 
And as a woman, this has been extremely trying because when I notice other women's beauty, when I'm on Instagram and I see Myla Kunis or someone just that, I think, wow, she is so gorgeous. What, what I would give to look like her. She's so naturally beautiful. Life would be so much easier if I looked like her. And then I start comparing myself to her and making assumptions about how her life is so easy and why couldn't I, why couldn't that be me? Why did God have to make my life so hard by making me so ugly? And it's like, who's to say I'm ugly? Because a kid called me ugly when I was eight years old. That makes me ugly for the rest of my life. Because as they say, like, beauty is very, it's, it's subjective. Beauty is in the eyes of the holder. That's the saying kind of slipped my mind for a second because it's so interesting especially if you're a girl have you ever showed your friends pictures of a guy you were talking to or dating and you're like oh my god I swear he's hotter in person and you can think this one person is the bee's knees and someone might just walk by them and not even notice them don't let people tell you who you are don't let the way someone treated you or some mean unkind words that someone said to you 20 years ago still affect how you feel about yourself as you are right now because you are giving those people so much power to define you and I think as an American or just a human living in 2021 we really base our identity off of what we look like we think that this is it I'm a person with brown hair and brown eyes and brown skin and that's me But that is not you. That is your meat suit. That is temporary. That is fleeting. The body will pass on. The body is just here for us to enjoy in this realm, in this plane. But it's not permanent. It will change every second of every day of every year. And... I remember something in The Secret that I heard today, and it was basically along the lines of, we came into this physical body to realize, to wake up to the fact that we are not this physical body. We are so much more. Because we're born and we die, and our bodies will pass on, but our soul, that shit goes on and on forever. And our bodies evolve and we evolve and we grow and we expand if we so choose. And someone said something to me not too long ago where they said, when you criticize yourself, when you demean yourself, when you belittle and put yourself down, when you abuse yourself, you are saying that God made a mistake. You are saying that you know better than God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, spirit, great source. So when I hate myself, when I treat myself with disdain, I'm saying that God made a mistake. And the older I get, the more I trust God and recognize, I think that God knows what they're doing. I think that this universe, the Holy Spirit knows a little bit better than me. They've been around a lot longer than I have. And it's disheartening because from my experience I think the way we view ourselves is so often based on how other people have treated us and 
No one could have ever abused me as badly as I've abused myself. When we internalize that self-hatred, that self-loathing, it's so encompassing and we become absorbed by it and we suffocate in it. So today, I leave you with that thought. That what if everyone was wrong about you? What if right now, right here, you can recreate your self-image? And instead of looking in the mirror and recognizing the 10 things you wish you could change about yourself, oh, my big toe is too big, (laughs) my thighs are too fat, my stomach bulges out, my lips are too thin, how about we turn that into self-appreciation? Because when I was in eating disorder treatment, one of the therapists said, Lauren, I know you hate your legs. I know you think that they're the worst thing about you. You can't even look at them. You don't even want to touch them. But God forbid you were in a car accident and your legs were severed tomorrow. You would be damn sure you were wishing for those legs. Because we do take the body for granted. One minute it's here, the next it could be gone. And when we treat our body with mean, insulting words, we're really harming the body. We're really lowering our vibration, so to speak. There was a study where, I forget the name, if I heard it, I would know it, but the researcher said very harsh, mean things to, it was either water or a plant, or both even. And I believe the plant died. And when the researcher spoke kind, loving, grateful, appreciative words to the plant or the water, it crystallized, it turned beautiful, it blossomed, it grew. So the way that we speak to ourselves really does matter. And if it's so hard, if you can't even think of one nice thing to say to yourself, I invite you to ask yourself, what would I like to say in the future? Because especially as empaths and highly sensitive intuitives, which I know make up a majority of the people that listen to my show, we are so quick to compliment and be kind to others and to give to others. But we neglect ourselves. We don't do the same for ourselves. And it really is a damn shame. And I'm really working on this. I'm trying to come into my new body. The body that I have right now in January is very different than the body I had in September. And I'm learning to be okay with that. Because I'm recognizing that the transition periods are so important. And how we treat ourselves on our worst days when we're having a bad hair day, a bad skin day, really says so much about the extent to which we can love ourselves on our very best days. And I have so much of my life that I feel has been kind of missed because from 2018 to 2020, I have zero to little pictures of myself because I was just so embarrassed and humiliated about how I looked. But I know that I'm 26 now. When I'm 66, I'll be looking back saying, damn, Lauren, you should have savored those moments because they mattered. And I know when I'm triple my age, double my age, I'll be looking back thinking, damn, I was a hot mama. 
So don't put your life on pause waiting for yourself to be perfect because that moment will never come. Even when we lose the 20 pounds, even when we get the haircut, even when fill in the blank, we get the job, we get the car, we get the relationship, we will always find something to be unhappy about because that's what we do as humans. We are so filled with fear of not being good enough. We are so filled with this doubt that we are lovable and we question our ability to be happy until X, Y, and Z. How about we be happy now? How about we spend time with the people we love now? Because we don't judge the people we love and care about based on their appearance. We love them for who they are. And that is a possibility for us. So wear the damn bathing suit. Go on the freaking date. Have some good ass sex. Be vulnerable. Show yourself. And be you. Have a wicked day.